0: It's a new year with new resolutions and all new movies to talk about. Welcome, everyone, to Re- Rebooted! Yay! The
1: podcast where we are still recasting classic movie reboots so Hollywood doesn't have to do it.
0: And we're kicking off the new year with new podcast vibes, starting with 1998's Armageddon, starring Bruce Willis, Billy Bob Thornton, Ben Affleck, and Liv Tyler. There is a global killer asteroid on the loose, and NASA's decided to opt for Plan. What the fuck are you thinking? This plan doesn't make sense. This is the most insane movie ever made. It is. uh, uh Yeah. And, and in doing so might be one of the best action movies ever made. What? <laughs> You're wrong. You're wrong. Family. Michael Bay has made better movies than this. Oh, for sure he has. But I just am saying as a cultural relevance, it's probably top five.
2: Yikes. Hitting the rock from the outside will do the job. Imagine a firecracker in the palm of your hand. You set it off. What happens? Burn your hand, right? You close your fist around the same firecracker and set it off. Your wife's going to be opening your ketchup bottles the rest of your life. Are you
0: suggesting that we blow this thing up from the inside? That's exactly what I'm saying. How? We drill. We bring in the world's best deep core driller. Here's what I learned about Michael Bay movies. Okay. Tell me. He will not suffer a fool. You must be the best at something to get screen time in the movie. You need to be the best Miami PD detective. You need to be the best oceanic oil driller in the world. You need to be the best.
1: At escaping from Alcatraz.
0: At escaping from Alcatraz. You need to, if you're going to be a boy with a plucky robot car you need to date the hottest woman on earth. Like there are no half measures in a Michael Bay movie and because of that they often don't make any fucking sense. But here we are. Yes. In 2020. In our new pod in our shiny new podcast. Yeah. It looks pretty cool. It has a new podcast smell. It's familiar. It's the boot 3.0. It's just called Rebooted, guys. Yeah. It's essentially the same podcast with yeah. essentially your same beloved host. I'm Brian Flynn. With me, as always, is Kenneth Trent. We're going to take a classic movie that that you've probably have all seen, talk about it as if that movie was to be remade today by casting a various number of people. Usually we do five. It's 2020. We don't have time for yeah. that. We're busy people. We're industry people. We're moving and shaking. Yeah, we don't want to be tied down by rules. We might do three. We might do eight. We might we probably won't do one. That would be a boring movie. But, you know, I mean, if the occasion called for it, we cast might, away. We might cast away. Let's do Castaway. <laughs> <laughs> no, we still want to recast Helen Hunt. Yeah. And we, uh, you know, we might talk about ancillary characters who have, have real, really nothing to do with the central theme in this movie. Uh, Much like we wanted to do with this one, but. um,
1: First, we gotta talk about Jason Isaacs.
0: Oh, yeah. Star studded uh, complimentary cast in this movie that unfortunately we will not have time to address. Steve Buscemi, uh, Michael Clark Duncan, uh, Owen Wilson. Wow. 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 Uh, (laughs) uh, Who am I missing? The guy from uh, Remember the Titans, the. Will Patton. Will Patton. Uh, Um, Who else is in this movie? Who else is in this movie?
1: Well, there are a few sort of... Will Will Fickner. Oh, Will Fickner. Listen, uh, there's so many great people in this movie. They're also like weird. The funny thing is that they weirdly place these like red shirts in the cast and make them seem very important. And the whole time you're like, why are they here? It's so they can die.
0: Right. Yeah. It's so they can die. It's essentially so they can die. There's a lot to talk about this movie. Yeah. And we'll get to it. But before we do uh the the actual world of reboot news has not stopped. I know everyone's been on vacation. Everyone's been shoving uh I almost said fruitcake pies. <laughs> what
1: is it? Fruitcake pies. Okay. Everybody's shoving a a Christmas Christmas ham and yeah. some
0: too too many cups of cocoa. Everyone's a little extra sleepy. It's yeah. it's back to work.
1: Some 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 lot so it never
0: stops. We're going to talk about Netflix. Teaming up with Robert Town and David Fincher for a Chinatown prequel series, Pilot Script. Um, the title says it all. Chinatown. Chinatown. Series. Forget it, Jake. It's Chinatown. Um,
1: I've never seen Chinatown. Really? Yeah. I don't know what's happening.
0: Okay. So, 1974 classic crime noir film starring Jack Nicholson and Faye Dunaway, uh, set right here in the city of Los Angeles. Um, is being remade, repurposed, re- reconfigured with this, uh, with Netflix as they close a the deal with Robert Town and David Fincher to work on a pilot script that will serve as a prequel to the film. Um, the only thing I really remember from this movie, besides the uh, famous ending and Roman Polanski being the guy who cuts Jack Nicholson's nose with mm. the switchblade. You're a very nosy fellow, kitty cat, huh? You know what happens to nosy fellows? They lose their noses. Next time you lose the whole thing.
1: How Is... does it end? Just ruin it for me.
0: No, come on. <laughs> All right, everyone. I'm, uh, uh, don't turn away. I'm just going to spoil it for you.
1: Do it in uh, in under... Do it in 30 seconds so people can just skip ahead.
0: F- Faye Dunaway's...
1: away <laughs> d- Wait. <laughs> Does that mean? Sh- does that mean the? F- <laughs> why are you just looking like
0: that? Yeah, that's it's scary. I literally just spoiled this movie. I don't for
1: like you. it. Yeah. I don't like it one bit.
0: Um, I don't. I since I'm the only one who saw this movie, uh, how do I feel about this? I don't know. I think it's a little <laughs> weird, but I'll just think hang back. You just take this. Yeah, line. you know what, Kendall? Relax. Yeah. it's still holidays for you. It's still a holiday for you. Um, I don't know. What What do you think about it?
1: I, is it sure? Why not?
0: This sounds like a woman (laughs) who just says, "Sure, Hollywood, do whatever you want.
1: Oh, take whatever you need. Please don't. Please stop taking
0: from us." (laughs) Didn't David Fincher and Netflix do Mindhunter?
1: Yeah, which I love. It's a great show.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, I have faith in this. I think again, we're just talking about like this. This would be. I'm trying to come up with an analogy of other classic. It's like, let's, let's do a prequel to, to Dog Day Afternoon, and it's, the, it's two days before Dog Day Afternoon, and he, has, he just has another bad day. You what's, know what I mean? What's Dog Day Afternoon? Kinda, you really got to get in on the 70s crime cinema movement.
1: You, do you not remember the look on my face when I came in here after watching Goodfellas? I
0: remember. And we okay. haven't, done, we haven't no. done a... I don't think we've done a Scorsese movie since. I, I'm sure no. we never will. Or will we un rebooted?
1: It depends on the score. It depends on the v- version of Scorsese.
0: <clears throat> have you seen The Godfather? Yes. All right. It, it would be like let's make uh, let's make a prequel. Let let's take let's make a show that sets between that set between Robert De Niro's scenes in Godfather Two and Marlon Brando's scenes in Godfather One. It, it's sort of Here's akin to that. You it's asked like, if why? I had
1: seen The Godfather. I have not seen The Godfather oh, Two. <laughs> I don't do, I really struggle with these like crime mob mafia. I, it's just it really does not hit me in a good place.
0: Okay. Uh that's it guys. That was that uh, that was all the news that's fit to print this this week. And as you'll probably figure out, rebooted is on a a little bit of a different schedule, so uh, we're going to be twice a month now as opposed to every yeah. week, so the news might pile up for us, So, but we'll still talk about it. We'll still deep dive into what we can and try to do our best to figure out where these projects fit on the landscape of rebooting, but for now, we have a very big movie to talk about, and I mean big on a story scale and a cinematic scale and a celebrity scale.
1: And like a physical scale.
0: And literally a physical scale. It's a long movie. Uh, you ready to talk about this movie? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Guys... This is our reboot of Armageddon.
2: I asked Michael why it was easier to train oil drillers to become astronauts than it was to train astronauts to become oil drillers, and he told me to shut 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 the fuck up. So that, that was the end of that talk. He was like, you know, Ben, just shut up, okay? You know, this is a real plan, all right? I was like, you mean it's a real plan at NASA to train oil drillers? He was like, just shut your mouth. <laughs> See, here's where we demonstrate that because Bruce is gonna tell the guys that they did a bad job of building the drill tank. He did a piss. See, he's a salt of the earth guy, and the NASA nerda don't uh, don't understand uh, his salt of the earth ways, his rough and tumble ways. Yeah, that's right. Well, that's because are Like somehow they can build rocket ships, but they don't understand like what makes a good tranny. <laughs> Like eight whole months as if that's not enough time to learn how to drill a hole But in a week we're gonna learn how to be astronauts a one whole week. Now. You know how to fly into space. I need my guys Why do you need them? They're the best
0: Everyone's the best. Why are they the best? I don't know. They just are see Ben Affleck makes exactly the point that I was trying to make like if there are characters in Michael Bay movies that ask questions and they're logical questions. Mm-hmm. And then those characters are made to feel stupid and inferior to the other character who is the bigger dick. And they it's just like, don't you fucking get what's going on here? Don't you understand the stakes that like VX gas will melt your fucking blood out of your body? Or that this asteroid the size of Texas that's like plated in the special iron. Can't be nuked out of the sky. There's a whole vibe to Michael Bay action movies that I do think that we, on some level, really are captivated by. I'll say captivated by. Yeah.
1: I think it's because here's the thing they ask the question Mm -hmm. of, like, this doesn't literally in this scene, they're talking about why Bruce Willis is trying to be like, why would we send these guys who don't know what they're doing into space when we know what we're doing, but we just don't know how to fly? And the question is dumb, because obviously it's like, which one is harder? Being an astronaut. Being an astronaut. To be an astronaut. But when you wrap the movie in the package that it's in, like, it really shows that if something looks fine on the surface, we buy it 100%. Like, right. we don't need an explanation.
0: Right. I, I want to qu- clarify... My previous statement of this being one of the best action movies. I would like to say that first and foremost, Armageddon might be one of the most iconic okay. and memorable action movies yeah, of I, all time. Yeah. It beat out its meteorite rival, Deep Impact, at least in terms of cultural relevance. Yeah. Like how many times have you watched Deep Impact? I think the average person who rewatches movies, that rewatch is probably like three. Whereas Armageddon, I feel like people put that shit on like Fourth of July. Like people just watch, it's always on TV. It's it's a cartoon, really.
1: Yeah. But well, it, but be- that's the thing, is like its rewatchability is about how funny it is. Cause it's whack. It's 100% yeah. grade a hundred percent gray day, whack meat.
0: Would you say it defines big budget cinema for the pre millennium decade?
1: In a way, yes. But I would also give that moniker to Titanic.
0: I would also throw in Independence Day. Yeah. Like if Aliens came down, no pun intended with Independence Day, but if Aliens came down and they were like, what are movies? I feel like Google would be like Titanic, Armageddon and fucking Saving Private Ryan. It'd mm-hmm. be like, those are the three movies that are movies. That's just in my weird head. I just feel like this has for some reason. And we're talking about that. It's not actually a good movie if you have like no, brain cells it's not um but it's fun and you're right like it's packaged and because of that also... it's risen to like a top tier shelf movie
1: but in the way that honestly like titanic will stand the test of time independence day will stand the test of time this movie has aged like cheddar
0: <laughs> like milk it is gross it's one of the s- i almost said sexiest it's one of them. S- <laughs> It's one of the most sexist well, it's one of the most sexist movies I've seen in a long time. It's it's And it's, I'm not saying that by like a small degree. It is outrageously sexist. As well as it's sort of the dumbest movie I've seen in a long time. Like it's one of the most illogical stories I've ever heard. Nearly every actor involved with this movie either hates it mm-hmm. or admits that it was a money grab. Bruce Willis had to do basically had to do this movie to get out of another movie. Yeah. Um I tried to look up the science behind if a life-threatening extinction-level asteroid came to Earth. Like, what are the actual steps they would do? And there's a lot of articles. There's a a very good Mental Floss article that tells you step by step. Drilling a hole in the asteroid, blowing it up from the inside is weirdly one of their plans. But it's like plan number 4,602. It's not even close. What is this face? This movie shows such a blatant
1: disregard for the practice of science. Absolutely, it is. But oddly, it also shows a really um, horrific invocation of religion. <laughs> it makes no sense. Like literally in the last like 10 minutes of the movie, all of a sudden everybody is like, well we're just going to have to pray to God. And I was like, my Jesus? No.
0: No, 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 no. You're dying on that rock. Everyone, everyone finds religion in the last like 15 minutes. Let it me ask you this. Shocking. Say something nice about this movie.
1: Liv Tyler looks very pretty. <laughs> Okay, seriously, 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 what I'll say is, as we know, the biggest thing I've taken from this podcast is that Bruce Willis is a good actor, and Mm. we don't give him enough credit for being a good actor. And so there were times in this movie where I was like, Bruce Willis is selling this ship down the river Yeah. in a way Because even when I was shocked at the comedy they tried to insert about a movie in which the entire world's population is going to be wiped out in a single blast, I'm still kind of charmed by Bruce Willis.
0: Yes, I I agree with you. Wait, wait, I,
1: wait. I'll give you one more compliment.
0: Okay. Yes, please.
1: Peter Stormare. Oh yeah. That's all. That's it.
0: Let me. Okay, let's do the rundown of this movie. So, okay, <clears throat> Armageddon. It was made in 1998. It was directed by Michael Bay, obviously. Director of such movies as The Rock, uh, See the Boot, episode 22. Directed the bad boy, uh, the first two bad boy movies, every one of the bad Transformers movies. I'll give <laughs> Bumblebee a shout out. That was actually a, a pretty decent movie that didn't uh, spiral out of fucking control for three hours. Um, we all know him. You either hate him or you love him. Yeah. He, he has solidified his place in cinema as sort of the the. The douchebag action director, fast cars, uh, half naked women, massive explosions that look like they look they, that they look commercially perfect. Like, yeah. It's it's weird. It stars Bruce Willis as Harry Stamper, Billy Bob Thornton as Dan Truman, Ben Affleck as AJ Frost and Liv Tyler as Grace Stamper. Now, having said that order, I want to say that we are not doing it. In that order, because this movie today, and I kept thinking about this, what would this movie be like today in 2020? This movie would be wildly different, Mm -hmm. and the protagonist would be wildly different. Mm -hmm. Hot take, the protagonist of this movie would be Grace.
1: Oh, yeah, 100%.
0: Second to Mm Harry, the central theme of this movie would be the father-daughter relationship. Mm -hmm. See previous sci-fi movies as interstellar. Uh, First man at Astra. It's all about the father and the child and their relationship in space. It's weird. It's just like weirdly in vogue in space movies today. I just think that like to do this podcast in the order of Bruce Willis, Ben Affleck, Billy Bob Thornton and Liv Tyler would make no sense for 2020. So we are going to do it. We're going to keep Bruce Willis a number one because like you said, he's a national treasure and we should talk about his acting more. As a tour de force that he is. Yeah. We're going to move Liv Tyler up. Yeah. She is essentially a woman there to be, be told what to do by one man because she loves another man. It's really I just it's a wanted shame. To, I wanted to give her a hug. <laughs> it's a shame. I don't know what in the world makes you think
2: that you have the right to tell me what to do anymore. I suppose being your father doesn't count, huh?
1: Not really. Since when? Since I reached the age of 10 and became older than you, Harry. Since mom split, why don't you take your pick? Look, I understand that you were handicapped by a natural immaturity, and I forgive you.
2: I may be an immature father, okay? But I'm still your employer. And as your boss, I want you on that crew boat tonight and back in the office by Monday. You got that? Okay. I quit. Kate! You can't quit! Now I need you to keep on working! Uh, So we're going to give her her more
0: to do. We're then going to do Billy Bob... Sling, babe, sling, babe, sling blade, Sling Billy Bob Thornton, which I loved in Ben mm-hmm. Affleck's commentary, where he just trashed the Sling blade <laughs> like impression. Every time he talked about Billy Bob Thornton, he I love did, Sling blade. He did the Sling blade impression, and then we're gonna get to Mister Ben Affleck, uh, and of course, there's a slew of other characters: Pierce Stormare, Steve Buscemi, Michael Clark Duncan, Owen Wilson, Will Patton, Will Patton, Wolf Wolf Finchner. You guys are all stars in my book. We do not have time to talk about the wild cast of characters that this movie has. We're going to talk about the the meat and potatoes. Yeah. So let's start with Harry Stamper, played by Bruce Willis. I agree. Bruce Willis is fucking Captain America in this fucking movie. And he's the only one really I care about. And I
1: think the thing is, even though he's making wild choices as a character, there are moments where I'm like, you wouldn't do this, Bruce. You wouldn't. You wouldn't do this. Like as a character choice, not even as like it's 2020, wake the heck up as a character choice, deciding to use a shotgun full of buckshot to shoot up his own rig because he's mad that his fully adult daughter slept with a guy who he thinks is incredibly talented at his job.
0: (laughs) It's sort of weird because... A.J. Frost's character is just essentially a younger Harry, and Harry's mad because Grace is falling in love with a guy whose life he doesn't want her to, to ha- like, Which is he doesn't wild, want her to stick around, like Bruce but he won't a, let her go.
1: But it's not like Bruce is a deadbeat, and he's like, don't go down this path with the oil driller, because you don't want to turn out like me. He's incredibly successful, and A.J. is on track to own his own business, like, why is he mad other than he wants to control his daughter's sexual encounters?
0: How did you recast Harry?
1: Um. So I uh, cast a woman. Because <laughs> why not? It's 2020. Um. Also, I love the idea of the lead character of this movie, who is like a boss who owns this like drilling business and is the best in their field, sort of. Especially because it is a like it's physical labor, so it's typically more male focused. Like I love the idea of someone who has risen to the top being a really like tough, stern woman, and I also just think I prefer the idea of a relationship between a mother and a daughter in this scenario. Okay, it would play out entirely differently, but there would still be uh, a turbulence there for sure.
0: Um,
1: So for my Harry, should we give her? Should we give her a a? a unless Harrietta? her name was like Harriet.
0: Harriet. No, you, no, we're calling have, her Harry. Harry, yeah, I mean, yeah, Harriet.
1: Harry. Harry, we love. I cast Gillian Anderson as an oil rig operator. Hell yeah, I did. Huh? Let it soak in.
0: I, okay, because I I I was sort of doing the exact same thing. Uh, I did not cast a woman for Harry, but the idea is like a woman would have to like know, like either Harry is a woman now or Gracie grew up on an oil rig and she knows her way around like heavy machinery. Like it, 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 you're trying to find a strong female. But why not protect- both? I mean, either way, I I wanted a different way, but you're right. Like, why not both? Why not have it so like there's just this this mom and daughter team, just like they they own this oil rig, they own this oil company, they're wildly successful.
1: We're just so not used to seeing a beautiful woman. Also being the sort of salt of the earth hard worker. I agree with that. They are the companion to the salt of the earth hard worker who stays home and takes care of the kids. And I love the idea of her being like, I'm a single mom. I raised this girl on an oil rig. And maybe she does have a little bit of turbulence of like, I don't know if I want you to get into the life. Like, she just have totally different reasons. She's not like, you're not allowed to sleep with my daughter. She's more like, hey, are you sure you want to do this? Because, like, I didn't have a choice. I had to raise you like this. But you could have it so much better.
0: I agree with those points about, like, we never see the equally beautiful and equally capable woman doing this really tough blue collar kind of work. I would say that my hang up is that I I can't get over her Britishness. That is not to say that Gillian Anderson is not capable of doing this role. Yeah, Um, she's got a
1: great American accent.
0: I'm I'm trying to evoke, like, past X-Files episodes and, like even shades of like Hannibal Gillian Anderson no. less sex ed sex ed uh Gillian Anderson and recall that like she's played a lot of these tough 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 ladies um she was, an, she was like a like an FBI agent for goodness sakes right I mean but like Tony Shalhoub played an FBI agent you okay know let's I not mean? bring like, Tony <laughs> <Shalhoub into this. laughs> It, it, there's a vagueness to being an FBI like the FBI you can you can facet people into spots how about
1: okay how about you hold off cuz when i say the who the daughter is i feel like you're i feel like there's going to be a team there's going to be a team okay. dynamic there yeah. that maybe might make you feel a little more comfortable
0: all right yeah all right so for my Harry, i stayed i stayed classic male i i, I do like there's some okay it, this is this is my problem it's like we have we should have st- we should have just started with grace because like rewriting grace completely defines why we pick Harry, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're saying, um, I ended up picking Josh Brolin. That's okay. who I picked. I think he's great choice. A great choice. He still brings that kind of like blockbuster kind of vibe to him. Um, I think, I think of 2020 Harry, like Harrison Ford in the force awakens. I think he's still a blue collar guy, probably still a driller or miner or whatever, mm-hmm. but he's sort of the old dog here, Right. He's a relic that has some expertise that's critical to this mission, which also has to shift. And I think the central conflict of the movie, I like the father-daughter stuff. And I I sort of still like holding on to the central conflict is a father not able to let go of his daughter during a catastrophic world-ending threat. Uh, And then that's very much more about saying goodbye to old things and fighting for like a new future than like my baby girl can't have sex like my baby girls won't is being kissed by this guy on my ri- like it's not so much like i didn't want you to have the life i have i don't want you to be around these men even though i deliberately raised you around these men mm-hmm. and that i trust these men with my life and that they treated you well and also see you like it's such a contradictory like like if he didn't want Grace to date AJ, he never would have hired AJ on the job. Like, they're both good looking people. They're both the same age. And he's like, it's like.
1: You're saying it's inevitable.
0: I, but like, he even says it. It's like, it's a lack of options, really, than anything else. But it's like, why is he getting mad about it? I agree. It's like, this is so stupid. Like,
1: but, and it would have taken the tiniest tweak, I think, even in this, even in 1998's Armageddon, the tiniest tweak to just make it more like, hey, This, like, I know it seems like I'm being an overprotective dad, but this is what's really going on. Right. It doesn't take that much to just not make it this weird, like, overtly masculine competition mindset. Right. Of, like, I'm in control. It just doesn't take that much. But, like, Michael Bay just doesn't live in that world.
2: Making peace with God, AJ! This guy's got a gun, man! He's shooting at me! Harry, this is not. Harry, listen to me. We can talk to over. Harry, put the gun down. You're acting insane. Now, honey, go get some clothes on and get out of the way. You can't control my life. Fine. pose now.
0: I kept thinking about, like, Harry as the kind of dad who, like, maybe he does do a really dangerous job. Like, maybe mm-hmm. he's a fucking Alaskan crab fisherman or whatever it is. Like, he yeah, has a really dangerous job. most dangerous job. job on Earth. And he has this daughter... And he needs to provide for her, yes, but he also does not want her to do dangerous work. And then it turns out that as she grows up, she's just like her father. She enjoys dangerous work. She either gets involved with the family business or I, in my head, I'm like, maybe she joined the service. Maybe mm. she's a pilot. Maybe she is,
1: oh.
0: you know, on this mission. And then it, it completely shifts the dynamic of like Grace is like charged with going into space. Yeah. To and I and in my head, I'm like, you can't just have one asteroid again. Like, they would just blow the asteroid up, or they would just push it away.
2: It they would have to be like a cluster.
0: Shove it. I'm trying to. Yeah, I'm just literally, if you shift it, depending how far away it is, like if you just shift it a degree, it will just that degree of change would exponentially shift it away from the Earth.
1: I think that's really exciting, though the idea that like you have like literally maybe this girl is in the Air Force and she is training to become an astronaut. And so when they roll up to her mother or father and are like, "Okay, we need somebody to like help train people how to like do this." Yeah. She's there to be like, "I mean, I have experience in space." And then it it, it snowballs into, right. "Well, you we should you should just take it." Cuz also they go through all this like astronaut training but then ultimately they're just taken into space by professionals it doesn't make any sense
0: it doesn't make sense like you can't teach an astronaut to drill a hole you also can teach a, a a driller to be an astronaut in a week it's also like they 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 can't communicate the job to each other they can't send robots they can't it's Loopholes out the wazoo. Here.
1: And they show you the image of the people that they're training to drill. Those people seem capable,
0: yoked. Like they are, they're fine. To be an astronaut, you must be like an advanced mathematics genius. Like you have to know calculus at the drop of a dime to make navigational adjustments.
1: And you can't tell me that Michael Clark Duncan would fit. Into a spaceship. You can't tell me that. Right. I don't believe it.
0: I. So here's the. Let's keep this simple. If we're keeping with this drill mission. Okay. Whatever. That means that Harry is the drill guy. He invented the drill. He knows how to drill through this whatever. And Grace is the pilot.
1: Okay. I love
0: it. And that dynamic makes sense because. You know. Harry has to go but Grace is also going and he's like I won't do it if she's on the job like and sh- they're like well sh- no one can do it but her and then there's tension in space with with the relationship or Harry is a former astronaut and Grace followed in his footsteps and now here comes this astronaut and she gets in trouble and he has to go up or or whatever it's it's they're yeah. equals in a way Cuz
1: here's what I buy here's what I buy is that Harry is former serviceman Who has left, didn't want to do it as a career, has left and now works on an oil rig. Right. I buy that. A hundred percent. Right. How easy is that to write? It's, it's. It writes itself.
0: (laughs) It's just so much simpler.
1: What is wrong with Michael Bay? I don't know.
0: Okay. So, that's who I picked. I, uh. I I I I think that that mold of Harry makes sense for Josh Brolin. I I I want to hear who your your grace is. Yeah, let's get to the star of
1: this movie. Um,
0: I'm glad you said the thing about like a beautiful woman while also being capable because I wanted to pick a younger actress to play Harry's daughter. Um, she happens to be distractingly gorgeous in my opinion, but she's done a lot of action movies, and I I think that like. If we're going to take this property and massage it into be a little more nuanced and a little more um, logically sound, Mm -hmm. I would like to see her play this in a a more realistic level. I picked Alexandra Daddario, who was in San Andreas and unfortunately was in the unwatchable Baywatch remake. Just simply unwatchable, like eyeball melting bad. (laughs) Um she's done some insane movies. She's she was in some, that yeah. weird
1: Texas Chainsaw Massacre yeah. sequel where Leatherface was her cousin.
0: Yeah, it's she, her I want she's like an actress whose IMDB I want to like fix. Yeah. Like she she did the nude scene in True Detective Season One and suddenly everyone was like, who oh, right. is right, she was in True Detective Season and One. And it's like I think maybe. Mm-hmm. And I and I've obviously been proven wrong that that she's better than just being a body on screen. Yeah. And and I like that message of also being like, yeah, here's a very beautiful woman who also maybe serves in the Air Force or works for NASA. And it just, you know, yeah. happens to be a fucking runway model. Because like, We
1: need to buy back Watts. Yes. Here's the thing we need to, this poor woman who is one of the pilots who takes the drillers into space she's the only other woman in this movie except for Grace and she is like the problem is there's that scene where she's talking she's giving them a lecture essentially and the men are cracking up because they're just like, what are the chances like she's a babe right yeah. like she's hot and they're cracking up and so she has to be like are you kidding me? Like I will kick you out of a moving spaceship if I have to. I just I was I felt so bad because I was like you it's so it's not even funny. It's not even slightly laughable. It's just stupid.
0: You like we have to borrow parts of Watts and give to Grace, yeah. which is not to say that Grace will be the only female pilot. It's just like we need more of them yeah i remember what like there's a scene where like all the drillers meet the astronauts and it's like oh we're we're the blue collar yokels who get the job done you must be the other idiots who joined nasa and have fucking multiple math degrees yeah. right and then on nasa side it's like there's the one woman and i was just like all right way to go nasa who, in like,
1: boardrooms in the um in the mission control room, nary a woman to be seen. There are none of them. Right. Just this one pilot and Grace.
0: Right. And okay, so I think I've already I've already went through my Grace. Uh, who did you pick?
1: I picked for my Grace Jodie Comer.
0: I'm okay. Let me ask you this, because okay. Jodie Comer is an Irish actress, English actress. So, you picked two English actresses. Yeah, whatever. Are they playing Americans?
1: Yeah, for sure. But here's the thing I didn't just pick English actresses, I picked actresses, which means if you ask them to do an American accent, they're not going to Charlie Hunnam it.
0: They're going to get it down right. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that, like, obviously, like, most of our action stars now are British people.
1: Yeah, most of our actors in general are British, British people.
0: I'm just saying that, like, because I had this thought too that this movie would also be a wider global cast. It, it wouldn't just be 10 Americans and NASA. It would be like. That's true.
1: Why is it America's responsibility to do this?
0: I have no idea. Well,
1: I mean, I guess Russia helps because they're like, okay, come to the space station and we'll. Like, we got a guy who can refuel refu- you. Where's China?
0: Yeah, China's nowhere to be found. Japan's nowhere to be found. Korea's nowhere to be found. Three of them was like techn- technologically advanced. Like, yeah. India's nowhere to be found. Like, the most. They have the most to lose, right? Like, China and India have the most to lose. They have the most fucking people. Yeah. Great Britain, nowhere to be found. Australia, nowhere to be found. It's just, like, the world turns to America and cheers when we take care of the problem. There is no way that would happen. There's no way two ships are the only ships in the air. Yeah. There would be an entire fleet of people, which I actually think makes a better movie. If also, there's multiple ships in space for some all reason, coordinating towards this disaster and it goes sideways and it's calamity, that's interesting.
1: For some reason, even thinking that like Harry is the only person who can do this. If you searched the world to find someone who understood math, science... And oil drilling. (laughs) You would find that magic person. Right.
0: Again, they would send a robot. Yeah, that's true. Robot don't give a fuck about breathing air. Robot don't care care a fuck about an iron plate. A robot would just be. They would send like a Boston dynamic robot dog and it would scurry the fucking surface of the asteroid. It would fall over a lot. (laughs) Yeah, but it would get back up. And then it would just like explode. Like, anyways.
1: There's a lot of science in this movie That does not check out So we can throw that out the window But as far as the logic Of how we're getting them there Because even the idea That every single thing that could go wrong Would go wrong It's impossible that that would happen Right. It's impossible that that would happen that much
0: And the idea that there's no contingency plan Is bullshit And then suddenly the contingency plan Is 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 to set the nuke off But
1: they didn't tell them And I said why Why would you not? Because that's like something you have to tell astronauts in general is that should this go south, this is what you do. Why would they not tell them? Like that is an easy peasy, you just got to come to the fact that you might die up their situation. Just tell them that you're going to blow the nuke up. I don't understand why they didn't tell them that. The orders are to remote detonate in 30 seconds.
2: You have not told them yet. That is my father up there. This is one order you shouldn't follow and you fucking know it.
0: Do you remember our, our Apollo 13 podcast where they're talking about the character, Tom Hanks and Kevin Bacon and Bill, Pol- Bill Paxton are going through the chain of things that they have to do. Every yeah. astronaut is like, this is what I'm supposed to do because it's tested over and over and over. Now I get that this is like, you have 18 days to save the world. There's no room for error. This is the one process. This is all we can do. Yeah. But to not, like, there's no way that Earth wouldn't just say just blow up the bomb and we'll hope for the best like and there's no way that these astronauts wouldn't know that going in not whether or not they tell them or not if i'm up there and it's just like wow well, we fucked up logically you're like well this bomb has to go off because so i'm gonna set it off
1: it is like 10 people or 7 billion people you know you're dead right. don't even try right don't even try honest oh i'm gonna not say that <laughs> What? I was just going to say, honestly, your daughter's life is better off without you. (laughs) Don't worry about her. But Grace is in space now, so. Um, It's just that there's so much happening in this movie that there's not, they almost made it too big to the point where we're just like, here's the thing. As much as we may like these characters, we're okay with them dying because the stakes are too big. Yeah. Yeah. You got to lower, lower the stakes a little bit or just shift the plan
0: Um, to the point of the actresses you picked. I think you picked really great actresses. Mm -hmm. So I'm intrigued by what they would do. Yeah. Especially it's like we're remaking Armageddon and we're going to cast Jillian Anderson and Jodie Comer. Like that's a that like that is a statement pick. To say, like, bu- gone are the days of Bruce Willis and Ben yeah. Affleck.
1: Well, I felt like I had to, like, I kept thinking about it, and I was like, there is a laundry list of men who would be great as Harry. There is a There are a lot of beautiful women who would be great as the damsel sitting on Earth waiting for her dad to come back. But here's the thing. What's exciting to me is a cast full of women. Like, the line of them, like, walking Like when they land, of them like walking away from the spaceship. Like I want that to be filled with a killer lineup of actresses. Mm. Then I'm watching that movie for sure.
0: Did you gender reverse all your picks? No. Okay, I'm just curious. That's that's cool if you did. I'm just saying, like I was just wondering where you or where you're coming from.
1: Because Billy Bob Thornton, it could have been anybody. Um, yeah. but I felt like I had a strong pick for his character. Also, I didn't dislike the idea of AJ being a a romantic interest, but also I think it would be an interesting dynamic to have this sort of like macho man person, macho
0: macho man, man Randy Savage.
1: Man. What am I talking about?
0: YMCA's the, the Village People's <laughs> very own macho man. <laughs>
1: Have a super like machismo guy oh, okay. on the team as well, and it might be one of those things where like Grace isn't necessarily interested, or maybe it's one of those things where like she sort of can't help herself.
0: Yeah, I wrote this I down. About, I wrote this down about AJ. Romance between him and Grace optional.
1: optional Optional. Here's what we don't Here's what is not optional They are not gonna be In some Warehouse somewhere Where everybody's Working on their Astronaut training And Bruce Willis Can just sort of Walk over to a corner And look in And see his daughter Necking with this man
0: It's so creepy
1: He looks for a long time And Ben
0: Affleck's like Will you marry me And Bruce Willis is like Scowling oh, he gets her
1: that weak ring. Oh God. What this a
0: weak thing. ring. Well, let's talk about Billy Bob Thornton okay. because he might be my favorite character. And I love the backstory that I think he gave himself because obviously, like, Michael Bay don't give a shit about any of the characters. No. Even in the Ben Affleck commentary, he's like, yep, Michael Bay really likes it when you like improvise and he'll let the camera run and you can just say words for like six minutes and he'll just he'll just pick like three seconds of it and take it out. And to me, that's like that's that's really weird one. But I guess Billy Bob's story of like he was a guy on track to be an astronaut and then suffered some injury or had some physical thing. And then it sidelined him that earned Michael Bay's interest so much that they made a scene specifically to say that. And they they showed his leg brace. And I really love that.
1: Yeah, I 100 percent agree. I think that they're. Because I think it fits with the theme of this kind of movie to have someone in his position be like, trust me, if I could, I would be the one going up there. That's what I want. That's the energy I want from him is like, believe you me, if I didn't have to send you up there to do it, I wouldn't. But because he is now in control of what happens, he's very specific about it. And honestly, I think Billy Bob gives a really strong performance. Yeah, he could be. He could be over the top. Sometimes he can be a little creepy. Not at all, not any of those things. He delivers insanity with somewhat seriousness. Um, so for my Dan Truman, because that's his character's name,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I picked Sam Rockwell.
0: That's really interesting. Yeah. Would you trust Sam Rockwell to be the head of NASA? Uh-huh. <laughs>
1: Would you trust Billy Bob Thornton to be
0: the head of NASA? That's true. I Like, but I've, like... Compare their drinking stories, right? I'm sure Billy Bob has way more. I've just only heard more of the Sam Rockwell. Here's
1: the weird thing about Billy Bob Thornton. He is so clearly not this kind of actor, and yet he is cast as the head of NASA, the president of the United States. Like, why do we do that? Santa Claus. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Christmas is over, Brian. Christmas,
1: Christmas is over. Put it away.
0: Um... No, I, yeah, I seriously it's like he's a character actor. Just like Sam Rockwell is a character actor. You ask him to play these like weird quirky people and then they find themselves playing FBI director or, you know, Senate majority leader or whatever, whatever. He's
1: he's a fun actor, but when he gets serious you know you're yeah. in for something great.
0: I just want to I just want to pinpoint this. He, Billy Bob Thornton played the President of the United States in a Christmas movie. So I would like a retraction on on the put it away, Brian, because, you know, uh,
1: Love actually is a movie for all seasons. Okay?
0: But it takes place at Christmas.
1: Yeah, well, It features
0: Mariah Carey's all I, for, all I Want for Christmas. Yeah,
1: you don't have to you don't have to tell me about this movie, but I'm just happy to know. I don't. Know.
0: Think so. I I, 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 I I think I think we both need to. Play I have Christmas been
1: away. to I have been to Christmas in July screenings of Love Actually. Okay, it's a movie. Why? Because it's a great
0: movie. I it's a great movie. I just I think it's a Christmas movie. Anyways, uh, I love Sam Rockwell. I'm not gonna besmirch the man. Yeah, I'm not he's gonna great. besmirch Oscar award winner Sam yeah. Rockwell. he was awesome in Jojo Rabbit. Although I was a little like, are we sympathetic towards this Nazi? Like,
1: I but I loved. <laughs> But I did, well, here's the thing is I think, yeah, that's interesting. I think we are, but it's partially how he plays him. And partially how I think the, we're a little ambiguous about a lot of stuff happening at that stage of the war.
0: His character is also and, like really, in, like, yeah, like, it's like.
1: He's over the top. Yeah. But I did cry a little, not cry, but I got really emotional at that part at the end oh, where yeah. he like kicks him away. Yeah,
0: it's so good. Um. Yeah. um okay, great pick. Um. Dan Truman. You need someone who commands a team who could have his or her own reasons for not being selected. His or her. little clue. Physical or whatever. (laughs) Truman has to be the person to ask another to do the thing they want to do most in the world. Mm -hmm. And we need to be able to feel it. Like when Billy Bob Thornton is basically like, I wanted to be up there. I, I wish I could go. Like in every scene where he's telling people the stakes You can tell that, like, this character wishes he could take the place of any one of these people.
2: Yeah. I still remember the first, middle, and last name of every guy that qualified for the astronaut program the first year I was here. Thanks. I went into the engineering program. Kind of had to. But boy, I wanted to go up there. I wanted to be one of those guys with a mission patch on my arm. I tell you, I'd be on that shuttle with you, Harry, if I
0: could. You don't want to be up in that shuttle anymore than I do. I ended up picking Carrie Ann Moss of The Matrix 4, whenever that comes out. God. I was looking at Carrie Ann Moss's IMDb, and it's really sparse. Like, I think Carrie Ann Moss is an incredible actress. I just Mm -hmm. don't think she needs to be doing Iron Fist or The Defenders. Like, she should be in movies still, right? Like, why isn't she? What happened to Memento Carrie Ann Moss? (laughs) Memento? Memento Carrie Ann Moss.
1: No, I, it's interesting because I don't, she is one of those people that like, I've seen her in lots, in various things, but I can't pinpoint what her brand is. And I, I, it's, it's almost like I can't say no. I don't know if I want to say yes, but I'm like, yeah, why not?
0: Maybe she's just enjoying her post-Matrix life. Maybe she just Maybe got she that really money. she is like, like living off
1: of it for cu- mad respect but to then anybody who makes Iron one hit. Iron
0: Fist? Why are you doing Iron Fist? I guess, no, she did Jessica Jones first. Yeah. That makes way more sense to me. joined the universe. And then they're like, hey, we need you to pop up an Iron Fist. And she's like.
1: Because that's what Marvel does. Okay. They get you on one. And then they say, hey, guess what? You're going to do 75 <sighs> more movies.
0: I mean, if you're an actor. Say I mean, goodbye that's not, to
1: your family and friends.
0: That's not, that's not the worst thing. Um, That's why I picked. Anyways, we talked to, about Dan to Death. Let's talk about AJ Frost. A name, a character name who I really feel like Michael Bay was like, we need him to feel cool. And so Frost. one of the eight writers, like J.J. J. Abrams was like, AJ Frost. Frost. like. There are there are also like six writers credited to this movie. Of,
1: of course there are. <laughs> as if one single person would write this. Oh, it's really trial read, by error. Did you read the, in the trivia where it talks about how after cuz this came out the year after Titanic and so they wrote they wrote the love scenes. Yeah. Specifically as a response to the success of Titanic. And what I love about that comparison is that I think they assume that Titanic was written to be an action movie that just happened to have a successful <laughs> love story, which is not true. And so the fact that they thought that they could make an over-the-top bombastic action movie and just insert a love story to make it as enjoyable as Titanic, you must be out of your mind. <laughs>
0: I I agree. I heard it on the Ben Affleck commentary because he was talking about how Billy Bob Thornton... Uh, made fun of him about how Ben Affleck wasn't even supposed to be in this movie. Because he was
1: written in as like a love interest. As a
0: last minute love interest, yeah.
1: I mean, here's the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. One, animal cracker scene. Two, him singing to her before they get onto the rocket.
0: The animal cracker scene. These people have no
1: respect for what is about to happen.
0: The animal cracker scene... uh, was apparently another scene from another movie that got cut, and they were just like, oh, let's just reuse it. it. Ugh. Anyways, let's talk about AJ Frost, played right. by Ben Affleck, who I, I think, okay, let's put Ben Affleck in context here. Okay. He is not the mega star that we know him to be today. This is the thing that propels him into the future of mega stardom.
1: He's not the impossible screw up we see him as right. today.
0: He basically did Goodwill hunting, mall rats, chasing Amy. Cameo in Days of Confused, like his uh, uh school days. His, his he's he was always sort of a a supporting role person, mm-hmm. and then someone was like, this kid. You got the look. You got the look. So this is sort of like his first big budget movie, yeah. which, and I think he's I think he's serviceable. Like he's doing his best as like a twenty four year old kid would be doing.
1: The interesting thing is. His acting chops are better suited to supporting characters. Yeah. But he looks like he should be the lead of an action romance movie. He's hot.
0: And I, I don't have qual. I think you, you mentioned this earlier about AG. Like, I don't have qualms with him being like the hotshot pilot. I actually kept that part. I think that's when you re, once you reconfigure. The movie to be about Harry and Grace's relationship as like a strained father or or a tenuous relationship between the mother daughter or whatever mm-hmm. it is, then you can bring in an AJ that is a little more dude broy. Yeah, it that is that is sort of like yeah I'm a jet fighter pilot like I I can make these weird maneuvers like no one else can. Great, we need you to go in space because there's a gnarly ass meteor that we need you to navigate through, and he's like suddenly confronted with. Oh, I'm, I now have to do something bigger than myself. I now have to do something that's more for humanity than, say like getting laid or 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 flexing or whatever. I don't know who this caricature I'm making of, but you know that like, <laughs> gonna say he
1: needs to do more for the world instead of getting laid. Well to that's put it in parliament,
0: to put it in terms that 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 you said, less of a macho man. <laughs>
1: I'm a product of the '90s. Yeah.
0: Who, who, who do you want me to be? Also, let's commend Ben Affleck for his absolute honesty on the DVD commentary. Oh, uh, he cut everyone down. He like every, basically he's like everyone in this cast is a dream to work with. I was really lucky. Owen Wilson and I became like super good friends. Michael Clark Duncan, what a dream. Uh, Michael Bay has makes no sense, and this was like a calamity. Like it, yeah. it was just nonstop. Um. I, I also was thinking like if if we're taking a little bit of Watts and putting that in Gracie, I kept thinking that like we could take a little bit of Sharp and put it in AJ, or leave Sharp as is, and AJ is also just like another astronaut. I, I think mm-hmm. the number of drillers is in this a, movie. Oh, okay. Would so need you don't want to significantly, make him a driller. I mean, you. I guess you could keep AJ as a driller. I guess AJ could be the same guy, like the talented fuck up. That's like he 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 knows that the machine will take it more than the computer says. Another example of like
1: he knows trannies. Just,
0: yeah, just just knowing better. He than knows a what the tranny
1: will take.
2: You want to go home? Is that it? You want to be fired? No, I don't. My crew is doing the right thing. Your crew? Your crew just blew the transmission, AJ. Listen, that massive computer is just playing it safe. The machine you built, the rig, can shut do it. Up. Shut, up. shut up. Shut up. Shut your mouth. Those men in that room have zero tolerance for showing off, hot-dogging, going by your gut instinct, or you trying to be a hero. You got that? Say the words, AJ. I got, got it. it.
1: It's bad, guys. It's real
0: bad. Anyways, I found this actor. I found this actor. Many people probably have seen this actor before I did. But I, I'm just really excited because I don't think anyone's cast him on this podcast. Oh, pod. I picked Stefan James from If Beale Street Could Talk and Race. He played Jesse Owens in Race. Okay. He was in I just said If Beale Street Could Talk. What was the other movie he was he was in recently? Oh fuck. Um John Lewis. He played John oh, Lewis okay. in Selma. Yeah, he 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 gives me like cuz let me just say this. Like Michael B Jordan he's not a fresh face anymore. He's no. straight up just like old hat. He, I wouldn't say old hat, <laughs> but he's definitely, like, he's in the prime of a career. He's yeah. not so much, like, the young Ben Affleck type. So he has that, like, Chadwick Boseman thing where it's, like, yeah. you're playing some historical figures. He's got chops. You're doing some Oscar award-winning movies. By 2021, you'll be the bad guy in Black Panther 2. Like, you'll yeah. you'll be in Solo 2. You know, you you're going to... Solo a Star Wars or Anyway. Yeah, two. We're gonna make two. They would never make would it never in a episode. Anyways, that's um, what I picked. And okay. I, and I, I think I'm just interested in seeing a new face in an action yeah. movie. You know what I mean? I mean,
1: that's the that's the real deal. Is that I don't like I could not pick his face out of a crowd. Yeah. But I love a fresh face. All right. Why not? Why not? Um. Okay. So for my AJ. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. I cannot wait.
1: I'm so excited to say this. For my AJ, I picked...
0: What is happening?
1: <laughs> okay, I'm going to pull it together. For my AJ, I picked John Boyega. <laughs> <laughs>
2: what? What?
0: <laughs> This is what this tells me. You do not believe in our boy John to play first
1: episode of twenty twenty, Brian.
0: (laughs) You do not believe in John Boyega enough that what do we? So what? He's just going to be an army man for the rest of his career? No, this man needs to stretch.
1: Okay, so he's going to be the ghost of Christmas. (laughs) Yes. (laughs)
0: absolutely yes of course (laughs) if i wrote to you that john boyega was cast as the ghost of christmas present in a christmas carol you'd be like what i have to see this but if you're like what yeah of course no i don't think that's true um what was i gonna say yeah uh, like he's played this role before i love john boyega i i there's nothing wrong with it. I, I guess it would just, it feels, it doesn't feel fresh. It just feels like this is what you want John Boyega to, to. This, these are the movies exactly you want him to do. Exactly,
1: because the movie is not about him.
0: He's just like he a supporting.
1: serving a purpose and other people are going to shine.
0: Okay. I mean, I, he definitely can do it. I'm not saying he can't do it. I'm just saying like, don't we want to see our boy do something weird and different?
1: Yeah. And he's got plenty of time for that. Okay. Do an indie.
0: Well, you know, this podcast has changed slightly, but one thing that hasn't changed is our dear boy.
1: Yeah, we can never give him up. We can never quit him.
0: We can't. Guys, where does Barry Pepper go? Where did you put Barry Pepper?
1: I made Barry Pepper Colonel Willie Sharp.
0: Yes. He has to be sharp. Yeah. Other option, Chick. But.
1: Which one's, oh, Will Patton's character is Chick. I like his energy, though, presented more as like it's a possible villainous turn for the circumstance of the movie. And not saying that it would be this weird because in this version, I'm not like, oh, he's going to kill them all. I'm like, well, yeah, this is kind of just what he has to do.
0: Yeah, I guess I guess in the way that it's like the plan goes sideways. So the backup plan is to kill everyone on the astronaut. And then last minute, there's a way to save the
1: villain of this movie is. The shoddy craftsmanship of everything they take up into space. (laughs) I know the International Space Station, the space shuttles, which that's not how spaceships work. Oh my gosh, I just remember there's a part in this movie where they jump a canyon.
0: Go over it again, lad. So the jet thrust is off exactly when we jump and then okay. I'm going to put them on and we're going to go down nice and slow.
1: That's it, that's
2: it, baby. That's
0: is going to work? If it works, the two of you are going to be heroes. Just like me.
1: Sorry, I just want to read quickly about Michael Bay. <laughs> I want to know more about him as a person. Because his perspective on filmmaking is insane.
0: I will give this to Michael Bay. His ability to shoot on site at the real location is really incredible. Like, whether he gets to do this because he's a particularly demanding asshole or what, not many directors would get to do what he did. I
1: think it's because he feeds people a story that they want to hear. Like, he sold this movie to NASA as, like, America are the heroes. We are saving the day, and it's essentially all because of NASA. And I think NASA was, like, Yeah. Okay, great. Like we'll buy a We'll 100% buy a movie where we get to be the heroes and it makes us look super like there is a scene at the beginning of the movie. What? Who were these people? There's a scene at the beginning of the movie and it's like the Hubble telescope scientists are featured and he shoots them like they are superheroes. Right. Even though it's literally a clip of them be, like looking at a schematic and being like, yep, move it there.
0: It's like a super whip pan and the guy's like reading. He's like, I got it. And it's like. Wah, bah, 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 bah. Yeah. You're just like, oh, my God.
1: And that's insane. But that's how you sell a movie to people who are like, well, if we want it, which is essentially if you want to shoot any anything like at a government office I feel like you just have to be like you're gonna look great like you are gonna be the hero and they're like well I mean why not you literally just pop in and say hey we like love we love what you guys do we want to make you look cool that's
0: it I mean then maybe it's not that hard but like why don't other people do it just because it's like harder to do because I
1: think other people are like it's dumb to not paint a realistic organization in a realistic way in which they're gonna mess up and it's gonna be dirty and yeah. it's gonna be messy. Michael Bay is like, no, 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 no. Let's show the Iwo Jima memorial seven times as a transition. America rules. Let's raise the flag on this meteorite because we owned it and then we destroyed it.
0: Dude, th- like there is some propaganda shots in here. There's a shot where like the rocket is launching and it's beautiful. It's beautiful, iconic, like iconography. Like it makes sense, but there's a shot of Liv Tyler standing worried crying behind the silhouette of fucking like NASA engineers and a, a 400 foot American flag in the background like it is bananas how he did this and yeah and I think that's why there is such a love hate thing with people like with Michael Bay and yeah. and fans like there are people who love Michael Bay just fucking love it and I Get it. But it's like, I'm not one of those people, but I I have to tip my cap to him at some time. Whatever. Right. But I, there's some part of me that like deep down, I'm like, man, this guy, this guy gets it. I wish I wish there was like a Michael Bay robot that you could feed a good script to.
1: There is a special working relationship, especially people within this industry. Like if you are a successful person. And you are the kind of person who can be like, I work with people who understand my process and we might have a weird relationship in that where, like, he might be like screaming at people to get what he wants. But we look at the product and we're like, well, he's just particular. But like, we kind of got to shut that down. I mean, I try to make it through episodes without saying this, but the toxic masculinity is off the
0: charts. We got an hour and 20 minutes into 2020. We got an hour and 20 minutes in. Look, I agree. I I 100% agree with you. You are right. I've seen it. It's bad. Like, you're right. End of sentence. (laughs) That's it. I was going to make a joke about like, but I love those Megan Fox upskirts in Transformers 1. Like, there are so many egregious moments in his films that it's like, this shit needs to stop. And I feel like if you asked him here now today, he would just he would double down and be like, no way. No way.
1: Which is the problem.
0: Yeah.
2: <clears throat>
1: learn to be like, hey, we we made some wacky choices. I would do it different now. Learn to learn. Oh, men, just learn it. Learn it now to be like, hey, you know what? There was a time where I thought this was OK. I now understand it's not OK. Wow. It's so easy, it's
0: very easy. to say that. It's very easy. Actually, it's simply by watching movies from the 90s, you will see, like, oh, my God. Like, I get it. I get it. We did. A, we were going to do a movie. we were going to do uh, whatever the fuck that movie was. with Michael Douglas. And I was just like, oh, basic instinct. And I, I didn't. Like, we cannot do this. Movie. I didn't
1: make it all the way. We through. We couldn't it. do this.
0: Um, I want to end on a funnier note. OK. Stanley Anderson, who plays the U.S. President in this movie, also played the U.S. President in The Rock. Does Armageddon take place in the same universe as The Rock? 100 percent it does. I believe it.
1: Some of it is happening at the same, you know, it's the same magic hours.
0: Does this, these two movies then take place in a world where Ben Affleck's grandfather was at Pearl Harbor and that the president was actually, that FDR actually just looked like John Voight?
1: I'm sorry,
0: what? Michael Bay made the movie Pearl Harbor starring Ben Affleck. Can we now speak? suppose in this universe the, where ben Affleck like actors... in
1: Pearl Harbor is Ben Affleck in Armageddon or a de- is a
0: descendant
1: okay yeah why not
0: I, I think we've just created the Michael Bay cinematic, cinematic universe.
1: the MBCU. I've never seen Pearl Harbor I love that Faith Hill song though
0: Alec Baldwin is a treasure to behold other than that
1: also Josh Hartnett when was the last time you saw Josh Hartnett
0: um, he's in fucking
1: you just looked around like he's right there he's <laughs> over
0: there he's hanging out guys if you didn't know Josh Hartnett is our engineer Josh you're doing a great job thanks for coming on 2020 is going to be a magnificent year but that's it for this episode oh I'm sorry Kenna would you remake this movie
1: no no yeah.
0: no absolutely
1: not 100% no
0: alright guys thank you so much for joining us in this episode of rebooted I hope you like this new inaugural pod. uh, Check out our past episodes of The Boot. It's the. It's. R.I.P. to that title. We really liked yeah, it. But same we had to move on. Flavor, yeah, same great
1: flavor, new packaging.
0: And we're gonna have a, an incredible episode for you next week. Please rate, please subscribe. Ken, where can the people find us?
1: You can find this podcast on Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcast. Stop by and leave us a rating and review. That is the best way to help us out. You can also find us on Ko-fi, where you can go to make a very small donation to help us keep making this fine podcast. That link is in our description and all over Twitter. Speaking of Twitter, you can now find us at Rebooted Pod on Twitter and at. Rebooted Pod. on Instagram, same thing. Both platforms, we're making it easy for you. Or you can find us separately because we're the best at what we do. At Ken and, Trent and at Flynn B.
0: Patriotic music cue.
1: I saluted, Salute. but nobody can see that. <laughs>
0: see you later.
1: Du, 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 du. No, this has to end with.
0: Yeah, we know what's ending with.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it's a great song. That's what sucks
2: i This is a little bit of a logic stretch, let's face it. They don't know jack about drilling. How hard can it be? Aim the drill at the ground and turn it on. You think it's just drilling a hole? There's a lot you got to know about. And when you're going to break, snap off an edge in a tranny on a corner of a hot pipe, and you're going to get a gas pocket. Like, yeah, well, what about when the booster rockets don't fire, and your EVA suit, and your zero gravity, you know. Didn't you see Apollo Didn't you see Apollo 13, boy?